0: To order um, before we start, I was just going to go around the room and introduce myself, and then everybody can just since it's the first time we've been face to face. So, Steve Bird, I've been on the Parks Commission. This will be my almost uh, three and a half years now. So, um, this will April. Um, I'm the newest member to the
1: commission, um, April Schmidt. Um, that's not much to say. Your First real
2: meeting tonight. Yeah, yeah. my first real meeting. Um, my name is Chris Prisozny, and I've been on the commission. It's either since December or January. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Not a year. Angie Smith. I've been on the
3: commission for four years. Okay. Wow. Juan okay. Felix and I've been on the commission. I think uh, about a year.
2: Ben Russell. I've been on the commission for about three and a half years.
0: Melissa Saranda, I think. This is my second year on the commission. Brianna Wills, I think I've done 30 (laughs) years-ish. Well, it's good to see everybody in person. So is there an approval? I mean, is there a motion to approve? Similar. Second. All right, all in favor? Aye. Okay. next, are there any items not on the agenda? Any members of the public, so new. Uh, yeah, all right, then the fourth item is the um, presentation of the comprehensive uh recreation master plan.
4: So we have uh, two of our consulting team here tonight from Barry Dunn. Uh, we have Danny and Elsa, and sorry, I'm not gonna go on the last names yet, but They've been with us all day today, and have been meeting with staff and some other stakeholder groups and just trying to really learn about the community. So the bulk of of the rest of this meeting will be you learning a little bit about them and our process, um, and then helping them get some input on how to make this whole master planning process better. Just to remind you all, this master planning is focused on recreation programs and facilities. So it is not playgrounds, trails, parks, natural spaces, trees, we've done all that. This is more focused on the active use areas. So this rec center, uh, Mercer Gama rec center, the outdoor athletic fields, the, uh, what am I forgetting? The swimming pools is a big one too. And then most importantly, the equity in our recreation how do we How do we reach out? How do we get the biggest bang for our buck in serving our community? what groups aren't we serving very well that we can offer different services for um, and, and do the best job we can to engage our community. So your input is, is valuable as our ambassadors as we go through this process. You'll talk with the consultants tonight. Um, we will need two of you at the end of the night to volunteer be, to be on the steering committee, which will be about a monthly meeting in addition to the Parks Commission meeting. and then. Um, They'll be back when we have a draft report and some findings for the Commission to see towards the end. So we'll keep you updated each month um, with events and what's happening with the plan, which really your input is tonight, and then the two um, representatives of the stakeholder group, and then you'll see it towards the end. So any questions about kind of the mechanics of all that? All right. So I'm going to ask Steve to kind of scoot that way. I'm gonna move. It's your show. Okay. I can
5: it even make any i Good evening, everybody. So, hi. I'm Elsa. This
6: is Danny. Danny's getting her computer set so. up. Well, you know what? Stand. Well, okay, Okay. behind us. get behind us. And I might have to work magic with the mouse <coughs> from afar. Look at how you know what technology works. <laughs> I could reach. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Reaching is easier. Are you stand? Right. <laughs> you know we haven't stood yet today, so this we haven't That's stood. Right. and yeah, we we did drive through crazy storms this morning, so we probably should just stand. If you brought the rain with you. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. coming right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> you want the rain? Do you need it? We're, yeah, we're, we're a little crazy. crazy. <laughs> I real. Know. OK. Elsa <laughs> was just saying this morning that the lake that she lived here is super low. And that we're actually coming to you from the Chicagoland area. And but we have been hit with storms four days like tornadoes and that crazy weather, crazy. So after it's the same thing you have the drought for the land, so we want the rain and not the storm. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, love the rain. Uh, so you know what, let's let's keep going with that. Let's just share a little bit about ourselves. You can just shared, both Elsa and I are um, coming to you from the Chicagoland area, the suburban collar. Elsa is at the top, if you will. I'm kind of at the bottom, like the southwest side, so. If any of you know where those areas are, we're happy to talk with you about it, it after the meeting. But we're coming to you today from a firm called Very Done. And we are so excited to be able to talk about the project with you today to help um, outline it for you, and then get a little bit of input from you to make sure that we are hearing from irrespective perspectives. Okay. Um, let's go into just a little bit more about what we're going to talk about what we'd like to we heard your names already but i think what i would like to know we'll go around the room and ask you maybe just why you were on the parks commission you know is there something about parks and recreation that you're really excited about passionate about and what brought you to this table three years ago month ago. <laughs> so I'm going to let April take a break because I just put her on the spot. So Steve, I'll put you on the spot first. What brought you to the commission?
0: Well, um, when I started, I still had young children that were really into the parks. We spent a lot of time getting them out of the house, spend time in the parks, um, pretty passionate about outdoor spaces and the city's a place, there's lots of parks within the neighborhoods, and I think it really makes it a livable, enjoyable community, um, so that's <laughs> sort of what drew me to the Parks Commission at that point. Fantastic.
6: Thank you. Young children and parks. I'll summarize. And Brianna. Brianna. Um, I'm
7: much like Steve. I have uh, four children. We spent a lot of time even in direct programs. Uh, our children did the um, summer rec program for many, many years, before they got too cool for it, of course. Um, My son, I'm looking at the person, my son is actually a swimmer at Mercer. Um, That's where the city high school swims. Um, The high school rents out that space uh, for their swim team, so my son is there. My son is also a uh, a lifeguard uh, for the city of Iowa City, so um, we also um, uh, helped dedicate a park in our neighborhood in honor of our son who had passed away so we renamed a park right in our neighborhood for our son so we um you know very much like steve just like a real appreciation for the outdoors we also moved here from madison wisconsin and if you're familiar with their park systems almost every neighborhood has like a community park and a neighborhood park and i just wanted to see us move you know and and we're very much like that but just that world i just really loved and appreciated so those are some of the things that brought us brought me here, I guess.
6: Great, thank you so much and a shout out to Wisconsin. I'm born and raised and <laughs> don't live there anymore but yes, Melissa.
8: Hi, I, I came to the Parks and Recreation Commission primarily because I love and want to advocate for our trails and natural spaces and the parks and everything about the department that is a, a public good, a community service for the city so
6: Thank you so much i love that word advocate
2: we're going to talk about that some more later I'll shift it to ben um so you know originally i just kind of want to get more involved in the community i grew up here you know there's a lot of recreation programs here um obviously the parks all that t- type of stuff so i uh, just wanted to kind of get more involved to see kind of what was going on these days uh, Now that you know you've been older and more mature i guess you said so like he loves being outdoors and so it's kind of what they have experienced is what I'm starting to go through now, how important it is to be outside. He loves slides, especially with parks and being outdoors and all that type of stuff. And so you know, just trying to continue on to, to yeah, help do what I can to kind of keep things moving and you know, got everything else
3: with it, I guess. Great, thanks so much and
6: congratulations. No, thanks. Okay. And please help me. Bottom
3: face. Yeah, bottom face.
6: Bottom face.
3: Thank you so much. Okay. Um. What really brought me to the parks was the fact that I came from Maryland, and out there we love the outdoors. We play soccer quite a lot, and there are a whole lot of fields in Iowa City. And uh, every time I went out, there was no one there. So, (laughs) always rare to find people there. So I came to the city park to see like how I can like impact community and get people out there to um use the fields and um get, uh, take advantage of what um iowa city has to offer because there's there's there are a lot of fields and really no one really uses them and all the just mold grass basically so yeah that's that's why i came here that's fantastic and ironically our headquarters is out on the east coast in portland maine so we
6: know that area is very much connected to the outdoors, so thank you for trying to encourage folks here to do the same. Really wonderful. Thank you, Bonaface. Angie. Yeah, similar, I have three kids
9: who've been very active in the parks and recreation services, and they're getting older now, but I guess what I finally uh, looked, seeking to join was I just wanted to be more civically engaged. I really enjoyed learning so much from being part of the commission and uh, having a voice on things that impact my community so um, i just enjoyed the civic community uh,
6: involvement very good thank you i appreciate that angie and I'm, there's a theme going on here and I, i'm actually part of that theme i'll show later, oh, chris
0: um, so really, for two reasons. Uh, one, I also
2: enjoy being involved. I lived in Louisiana. I've only lived here for about a year, but I've been on county commissions and state boards when I lived in Louisiana, and so I wanted to maintain that when I moved here to Iowa. Also, I'm a real estate lawyer, and then I have law faculty here at the university in my area. is real estate transactions, so the role played by green spaces and public spaces and the use of property in configuring developments um, but it was something that I did in practice and that I, I teach law students about. So the Parks and Recreation Commission seemed like a good fit for my professional and academic interests. I love
6: that. I love that connection, the real estate connection. There is a lot of research on, as you probably know this already for some preaching to the choir maybe, but a lot of connection and research to folks wanting to buy homes in areas that have high-quality park recreation park systems. Really great connection. Thank you for that. And now I've given April a little time <laughs> to think about it. nobody yeah. twisted. No one has said, "Well, Julie twisted my arm." <laughs>
1: individual wanting to use, learn more about what is here. Because I don't really know what what Iowa City has to offer for a lot of the parks and, and, and recreation things. Like I said, like this is the first time I've been in this building and I've lived here for 10 years. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> There's an underserved one right there. But again? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't like to get out by myself, but I live by myself. So, you know, sometimes it's hard to just do that, but if I learn more about it, then it, it won't seem so bad at that. Um, but also, you know, talk, you were talking about being an advocate. Um, same thing there, you know, advocating for people in the community, listening to what people have to say. When we did, um, when they were doing our park Harding um, park, they came to our neighborhood and took our input, and I had never seen that before. I mean, to me that was amazing. And they actually took our input and put it in place. I mean, (laughs) never seen that before. (laughs) Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, that was awesome. But then also, um, I'm working with the young women in my church now, um, and I'm hearing ideas from them. They're like, well, gosh, this would be nice if we had here. This would be nice if we had here. So, you know, it's not just the adults that bring things to the table. Listening to the young people, you know what you know, a lot of times they're the ones that utilize the things that are there, so just coming up with the listening to their ideas is really interesting because things have changed (laughs) what they are interested in over time. Yes, absolutely.
6: Especially if you're talking teenagers. We never know what they
1: want, right? But you know, these are I don't know, these these girls are really naked and it's really neat that they're like you know, these are the things we like to do, and it would be nice.
6: Yeah. Great. I love that. It sounds like you all have brought different, you know, walks of life to this situation. Hope everyone's okay in the city. Of, um, the fire station
4: is just down the street, so yeah. that happens all the time. Okay. Got it. That's good to know. We're
6: not, well, we're safe. We're very <coughs> close to them. So the interesting thing is, uh, through some research side, sidebar, is I won't Several Gen actors in the room, because this is the time where civic—you talk about civic en- engagement, Andrea. And this is the time of life where your kids start getting older, and we have this this need. And I will join your group because I recently got <coughs> a commissioner as well in my hometown or my current hometown. So anyway, kudos to you all. Appreciate the work that you do, and we are going to look to you to help us be advisors and advocates all the way with this project. So. I gave the tidbit, I guess that was my tidbit for you. Elsa's not gonna get off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to introduce myself? Oh yeah, yeah, Okay. Um I'm also Fisher, I've been a consultant
5: with Barry Dunn now for about a year and a half, and prior to that, I worked in parks and recreation in Illinois for 32 years at four different agencies. So managing a lot of the facilities that do all of them in Iowa City, and um, happy to be uh, in person. This is awesome, and uh, kicking off this project, we're really excited to, to take this on, and um, all the staff we've met today, and the other stakeholders, and all of you, I mean, you're all here for the right reason, and uh, it's really exciting, so thanks for your time, and introduce yourself.
6: I, I forgot that part, right? <laughs> so, hello everyone, I'm Danielle Wilson, or Danny, I am with Barry Dunn just for about two years, but the reason why we have such a short tenure is Barry Dunn just recently created a Parks and Recreation consulting practice. So like Elsa, I worked in the park and Recreation industry in the Chicago area at a couple of different what are called park districts there, so a little bit differently organized from a taxing body perspective, but same concept, Parks and Recreation for community I digress. My degrees are in Parks and Recreation, jobs, park recreation. My spouse is in the field as well, so I live and breathe this world. And so to have joined the consulting side of our industry about five years ago has really helped me reach out to different communities like this one. And I am so excited about this project. And look, it gives me goosebumps. No joke, it's for (laughs) real. Because Julie and Brad have already helped us grow, and that it's really important to, for this community and this project to engage as many folks from as many walks of life with as many perspectives as we possibly can to create a plan for them. And so, for us, it's super exciting. Let's share a little bit more about that. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> if you haven't <coughs> read our, we're going to talk to you about the intent. your participation, really, you are stakeholders in this. The community engagement process, and we'll have a little discussion through the process as well, or today's engagement as well. A little bit more about us, Barry Dunn. So our firm is the lead firm of a couple of different consulting firms that are working collaboratively to make this happen for you. So you see Chad snow he is our principal in charge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Well, actually the two that you will likely see when you come back, when we come back to present the report. Myself and Elsa Fisher, who you have met. Barbara Holler is our engagement manager. She is our team lead, practice lead. She has been in the industry for 40 years. So <coughs> that's the experience of marketing recreation to draw from. And Jason King just joined our team. He is going to be helping a lot with the community engagement piece of the project. so We are helping to lead this project. We have a backing of about 600 employees at Barry Dunn. In addition to some, a whole side of the business that works on financial consulting, we have a whole group of folks, I don't even know anymore, 50 of us maybe, that are in local government consulting. And so we have this wealth of folks to draw from in this circle right here. So not only parks and recreation, but justice and public safety, K-12 public education, finance and administration. So we have a whole team of resources that if we had a question on a project along the way, <coughs> we have a group that understands your world and this world and our world, we work together if needed. So with us, we have two <coughs> Okay, sure. So make sure you're all right, that's fine. Your aquatic facilities, as Julie mentioned, and the indoor facilities, the rec centers. We have experts from YouTube on the left, uh, and Williams Architects and Aquatics on the right. These folks are going to help us with the mechanical. So if you look at this line, this group of folks looks at the mechanics. So this is going to be really important as we look at City Park Pool, 72-years-old student. <laughs> yeah, so, um, first Clark is heading that up, and then this other group, John McGovern is the lead ADA consultant. So in addition to this, at these facilities, not only are we looking at the pool's structural soundness, we also will help update the um, ADA transition plan. That's mandated by law, and so we've got a team of folks that that's what they're really good at, and experts at. And then we also have our architects, that these two folks, Frank Purisi and Andrew Caputo, specialize in aquatic facilities. So it's nice to have them come on board. Frank Purisi also helps um, assess and build rec centers, so it's a nice marriage with those two levels of expertise. The nice thing about working with all these folks, and we have a little information about WT through Williams Architects. They build really beautiful buildings, and I have to brag. I'm going to brag. I worked at this one. <laughs> um, Frank, if we go back in time, hell, that's when I was a practitioner there, he was the architect there, so it's kind of fun. Our groups have all worked together on projects a lot, and we're excited to bring that team approach to this project as well. Additionally, the athletic facilities, you may recognize the name Eric Hornig, or her reports from Eric. He mm-hmm. has, and his team has helped with your athletic fields and long-term planning for those fields. We want to have them come onto the group to talk about, okay, well, how does this still play in? How, When we're looking at recreation specific facilities, those active recreation sites that Julie mentioned, how does the work they have done play into this? And then, now, what are the next steps? And so, I would, I would mention Andy's pictures up there. He met him too. He's the designer of the
4: City Park Adventure Play that he just finished. So. Okay, okay, great. Thank you for mm-hmm. my
6: Representative voice based on a variety of factors, so age, gender, location in the community, that way we don't, we don't hear the loudest voice. make sure that it is a compelling, inclusive inclusive vision, that it's highly community driven, that we are working collaboratively with everyone to make sure that diverse needs are met, and that team-based approach is what we were talking about with the other um, consulting firms that we're working with. Identify it with you all. You're part of our team too, of course. Identifying innovative opportunities for equity in the facilities you have and the services you provide, that wraps up into that tool. Right. So, you're probably thinking, okay, that's a lot. Okay. How are you going to do that? So, Elsa's going to help walk us through what the plan is. So,
5: the first uh, step in the process is to engage. Um, we're going to engage all of you, we're going to engage the staff, we want to engage the community. We'll do that via the statistically valid survey that uh, Danny spoke about. Um, We'll do that with some focus groups and attending events. Um, We're gonna come up with a a full menu of ways that we're gonna engage the community. Um, The stakeholder group that two of you are gonna excitedly join, um, they're gonna help us reach uh, many of the um, parts of the community that may not be using Parks and Rec, you know, families that might be having a tough time putting food on the table, signing up for a swimming lesson, isn't a priority. Um, so, that part of the process is going to be very, very, very important. Um, we want to hear from everybody and we've been told by Brad and Julie from the very beginning that we don't just want to check the box. We want to make sure that we hear from all walks of life in Iowa City and that we can create a plan then that will serve the needs of all of those people. So the second part of this is assess. We're going to assess. And Danny's introduced you to the partners. We're going to assess the recreation programming with Brad and Julie's staff. We'll take a deep dive into what's being offered, how it's being offered, where it's being offered, when it's being offered, what's working, what's not working, and and get the staff to ask some tough questions of themselves. Are there programs that need to be decommissioned? Are there new programs that need to be started? I think we've heard that new programs need to be started. We need to figure out what people want. Um, and then the the other parts of the team will be assessing the pools they'll be assessing the recreation centers and then the ada component very 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 important the envision part is after we do all this assessment and we have all this data what do we do with it well we'll sit down with the steering committee with the, the staff and we'll talk through you know where do we need to go with this information what does iowa city want from parks and recreation Department? And then at that point, once we have a basis for initial recommendations, we'll check back in with the community to make sure that we've heard that we've heard it right and that we've, we're going in the right direction. And then from there, we'll, we'll finish the action plan, present the final report um, by March of 2022. And then it's really important uh, to us that iowa city implements the plan that is written so we'll provide an implementation workshop for staff to give them some tips on how to make this real and clearly iowa city staff are used to working a plan so they might not need as much help and then we'll check in six months out and 12 months out to kind of assess uh, how things are going so that's that's the how the, the project is divided into some phases and all of the, the gray those are all the deliverables so in the first phase we need to after we've had these meetings and we've talked to staff we'll create a work plan that brad and julie will approve yes this is what we're going to do i mean we have a good idea of what that is but specifically how is the engagement going to work and when is it going to happen i switched on you Sorry, switched up. The same
9: stuff.
5: it's the same stuff it's okay um
9: Yes, yeah, so, and the other big thing
5: about the first phase is, is there's a lot of discovery that we, the consultants, need to do. So we go back and look at all the other planning that Iowa City has done in the past, past plans. We look at program evaluations. We'll look at registration data. So we, we want to learn as much as we can about it before we jump into the engagement. So we actually start that now. Um, And then, yeah, so then the first deliverable is the work plan, and then we always provide updates after we have uh, meetings. So engagement, we've talked a lot about engagement. After we do all of these variety of things, the focus groups, community meetings, meeting people where they are, um, all of that, we'll write it all up in an engagement summary. And that engagement summary for this particular plan will be massive. (laughs) Because we have big plans to get a lot of input. So yeah. that will summarize everything that we've learned from from the
1: public engagement.
5: So in the analysis phase, we've talked a little bit about this, but there's many deliverables here, the aquatic deliverable, uh, the recreation facility deliverable, the ADA transition, the athletic field, and then of course the programs and services. This is the most time-consuming part of the report that will take several months so then as i mentioned we get all this information then we sit down with staff and say this is what we've learned how do we put it into a plan then we'll check that in with the community and then in the fifth phase we finish up the reports but it's not just one deliverable; it's many so that's how the project uh, breaks down into phases And then this you can't read, you're not supposed to read it, (laughs) but all of the the phases are broken down into weeks so that we know and Brad and Julie know what we're going to be accomplishing as we go along. If for some reason engagement takes a little longer because we realize there's more groups than we thought, then we just start tweaking the schedule. But the goal right now is to be done by April, I mean March of 2020.
6: The, the best laid plans can adjust but so at the same time we try to do our best to meet this and we can try to adjust some of the things we do internally but we just hope to give you a visual to show that all right this is the direction we're going okay.
5: so stakeholder participation we met with staff uh first thing this afternoon and we talked about what their role would be um it's important for us to connect with their participants through them so they're going to be helping uh, with a lot of that and we brainstorm about how ways to reach people and what to ask people and and you know how we meet people where they are and all the staff people all of their staff have connections with different types of groups the aquatics people the people that play sports and certainly there's overlap sometimes but sometimes you only see one family of one particular activity so our goal is to engage the staff as much as we can uh, we did meet with the steering committee that two of you will be joining tonight uh, earlier uh, to talk about their role. So, they're going kind to of act as project advisors for us. Um, they have a lot of connections in the community already. Um, and so, we will leverage their relationships to reach people um, that they work with to get their input. And then, all of you, you're the, the sponsor and the providing support also project advisors and um you're representing the community um and two of you will be joining the committee and my understanding is that julian brad and the two that join the committee will keep you apprised between now and
6: next february or march right any questions on the, the process any stand out Let's, I don't know. <coughs>
0: How do you do engagement in this environment? I mean, mm-hmm. community meetings. Know, uh-huh. It's hard enough to get people to show up when, when things are good. Okay. So Steve, uh,
6: Steve has X-ray vision and can see the <laughs> <laughs> don't check, look that slide my <laughs> Two points for Steve today. So <laughs> thank you for asking that question. And uh, uh, i we do have some plans on what we'll talk about, but I will address that question. I will, how do you do that? Like how how do you do that in mass? right? We, we've learned to adjust kind of. So if for some reason we weren't able to be present with you at all as last year, in a lot of communities we did have to just out of necessity move to a completely virtual engagement option. Focus groups were online, Believe it or not town hall type meetings were done online. They're more informational based rather than feedback based, unfortunately. But we did, we did, but we, did, we, did we did some survey questions on Zoom, and they were really successful. That's that yeah, raise mm-hmm. your hand, the polling feature. So we have tried to become a at um, software functio- functionalities such as Zoom and Teams, right? And then there's so. Well, yeah, right. so, so the last meeting we just have to just kind of joke about because we had a hybrid meeting where there we had half of the group in the room and half of the group trying trying to join virtually. And I, we was, I would, we will give ourselves maybe a seat for like me or myself a seat for planning enough ahead for that. But it kind of works. It's not ideal, right? we would all love to be able to do whatever we want and without masks, but. The other things we have done in some other communities is the things that we would typically do is just adjust it how we do it. So for example, if we have a booth at an event, maybe before people would just use the same marker and go up on the board and write, well now we could write it for them, for example, or we used to have um, these voting boxes that we would set up and you could take your play money and, and vote. They used to be right next to each other. <laughs> the boxes were about six feet apart, right? <laughs> Where you can you know, still do the activity, but just a little bit further distance apart. So we've tried to come up with different ways to still get that feedback. And I think in this case, now that things are kind of opening up, we can expect to do a little bit more of that back to the way we did it before and trying to, to have that in person connection. Because really, that's the way we can best get people's feedback and build trust in community. And that's where we're going next, smarty over here. Well, in COVID or no COVID, you always need several
5: ways to get feedback because everybody reacts differently to different things. You know, some people want to be in person and some people want to be on the computer. And some people are willing to talk to you when they drop a the child off, off the class. So it's, it, we have to have a menu of different ways to, to reach people
6: you know we're in vanta so not but it's, it's a good point yeah, sure. true. your idea key i'm just <coughs> a quiet pause for a moment so you can hear and the video can hear so the question might be okay well why do we do this and i want to make sure we think of the why not just go ahead and jump into things and some of the reasons why we want to engage a community is to build trust In some communities there is not a lot of trust in government or in just some people there isn't a lot of trust. And so for us to ask people what they think is a method to help build that trust. We also want to make sure we are serving equitably. And so to ask people's opinion and engage in the conversation and pull them and welcome them into hearing their feedback, we would hope to provide some equitable offerings that way, promoting community, this sense of community, this civic responsibility, this piece of being involved and connected is very important. The staff would also like to make some informed decision making. Someone said this morning, I don't want to guess anymore. You know, and, and that there's a lot to that. They don't want to guess what people want to do. They want to ask, them, what do you want to do? We'll make it happen. And if we make it happen, hopefully people will be satisfied with our service. Because they asked us for it, we made it happen, and hopefully they'll say, yes, thank you for that. You listened to us, which therefore drives social transformation, right? So earlier today, Julian mentioned grassroots efforts to make change happen. That's where our communities do thrive and change, is sometimes those grassroots efforts to create that change that makes sense and works for our community. It's also very important with community engagement to meet families where they are and that outreach and not just hope everyone comes to our town hall meeting, for example. Because to Elsa's point, sometimes people can't make it to that day and that time. Sometimes people aren't comfortable coming to us. So our goal with this is to definitely go to where they're at. But we also want to ask you what else is missing? Why else should we do community engagement? Why else should we ask the community's opinions? Anything else come to mind besides what's on this list? Nope, we made it all happen. <laughs> we heard a few other things in like building rapport. The, the trust and report. Maybe yeah, like uh, to yeah.
7: increase information because as you're reporting out information, people are also hearing, oh, I didn't even know we did that. I didn't even know we had that. So it also right. is an informational sharing experience or it can be.
6: Mm-hmm. you learn from your peers as you're sitting in the focus group, for mm-hmm. example. your parks and recreation facilities and events that you're already doing. But also, we challenged staff and said, okay, well, what else happens in the community and where? And we got a lot of feedback of of other places and other groups to reach out to and perhaps pull them into specific focus groups. But staff mentioned churches this morning that started to reach out to folks that are, we we want to make sure we're hearing from non-users. There might be folks in that church group that are users, and some that are not. So how do we make that connection? How do we pull that together? You mentioned church earlier April. It's a really great community building location, but there are a lot of other groups in the community that are meeting for their own reason. One of the steering committee members in the last meeting said, well, can we ask to go to that group? And not only say, hey, can you fill out our story, but actually, can we take 10 minutes <coughs> and get your feedback? We have the discussion that. Do you mind giving us 10 minutes or 15 minutes in your next agenda? So really the outreach and focus groups helps us to create, connect, hopefully, in person. <laughs> and then there is an online platform that we use called Social Pinpoint. Has anyone heard of it before in your work life? In uh, there are several of these platforms that when the usage went straight up and communities started using it in a much um, more robust fashion. But the online platform provides a, it's, a, it's, its own website, essentially, that we will show you in a moment, uh, that you have a landing page, and then there are multiple tools that we can use, and with staff and the steering committee, we'll decide which one of those tools works best. So there's one area where it's almost as if you were to vision, envision Post-It notes. And you can ask folks, like, tell us what you think about this. They put their Post-It note. Some of it actually encourages conversation virtually, like a blog. There's an area, even with a map feature, if you wanted to use it. and Place your pin where you think this next thing should be placed, and we'll make any assumptions. Results from things like the statistically valid survey could look like this. If we choose to (coughs) ask for a ranking of facilities, for example, ETC has a way of combining two different ways of asking about a facility and assigning it this um, priority investment rating. Here (laughs) they are, thank you. Where they overlay the two and it helps to show us visually okay, these. Based on this ranking and these two lines of questioning, the highest ranking. The thing we have to be careful about, especially with this study, is there things that sometimes land down here. Curling was made fun of earlier, but, but if there is a population of the of your community that wants curling, and we look into it, well, there's not I any. Mean, For example maybe that's something that we should be doing here so we do we have to be careful of, of, of all of our surveys that we run to caution us to not look at the screen results so more to come with that Wait, this is the example of the outreach these boot these this was last fall and so for the photo op they were pushed together but then they were the boxes voting boxes were actually pulled apart onto separate tables but we can do different outreach opportunities like pop-up feedback stations. It could be in a rec center, it could be in a library, it could be at a local business. So different pop-up stations, event booths, places that make sense to the community. We can also do some of the intercept surveys to try to get folks to tell us what they think, where they are. These are two examples of social pinpoint landing page. We get to customize that with your uh, steering committee and your staff. And then we get to customize these different areas with the photos that make sense to you to so pull them into another brief survey. Not a statistically valid one, but maybe one that we want to ask just specifically about this thing on um, the survey. Places to share ideas. They can do voting with a budget. You give them $100,000 to work with and then they get to tell you, all right, I want you to put all $10,000 or 100000 into this area. So, it's definitely interactive on an, in a virtual way. And so with that, part of the discussion we want to make sure we talk, especially with this group, is actually if I rewind and I'll double check with the staff that was anyone in this group a part of creating the, the current master plan? The 2016 year. park master plan and yeah. probably. One. <laughs> okay, so Angie, you are the chosen one.
9: Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 now, we will put you <coughs> on the spot to have to
6: memorize this vision statement, but as a part of that process, a vision state went, statement was created that, at the time, the group decided that you wanted an accessible parts and recreation system committed to building community and servicing all residents. And then to support that, the mission associated with that vision is to foster the community's engagement, sense of place, and well being yeah. through a parks and recreation system that's allied with all the residents and visitors, regardless of all these things. So, our question to you to make sure we're on the right track is Have you um, heard anything that doesn't affirm this as a part of the process? So, it's a double negative there. Has anything come about, as we presented, here's what we're planning on doing. Does any of it not align with this vision and the mission? Because this is a time to make sure that we do align.
7: about readdressing city park pool um, i think our neighboring communities have taken um, a different approach to their pool facilities and that's okay we don't have to do the same approach but i just would like to get a comprehensive feel of how the community feels about it as far as do we want it to be kind of a traditional outdoor pool or do we want it to be more like a slides and rides kind of pool which some of our neighboring communities have chosen a little more mm-hmm.
6: So just you know, that's something that I'm
2: really interested to hear. Very good. Sounds like staff is as well. Ben, you were nodding your head. City Park pool. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I grew up in that pool, and it's already been changed from when I was there just a little bit. But uh, you know, I kind of just be real curious to see what people think. You know, with you know, what they like or what they don't like. You know, I'm a big fan nowadays. Especially when I'm like. You know, I don't know. I can't I don't like that what's called, but when you walk in the pool it's and you have a zero and three and just like, I just want to sit there and <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, kind of just like stuff like that of my anyway, life would definitely change back 20 years ago. And yeah. but just you yeah, know, and um, you know, actually um, you know, City Park itself, you know, has already been changed with a lot of new stuff, so it's exciting and just trying to see. Yeah, that's one big focal point I think that everyone kind of sometimes on things, you know, it's one of the bigger parts of town, and so just, it's just to see that, and just kind of the other stuff, you know, um, just, I always like getting input in general, you know, because I don't get to always experience or get out to see other, you know, other part of town, you know, and so uh, that's what I'm excited, just to really see everyone's broad view of what they're thinking, and you know, what's, what am I not thinking, of, you know, what am I missing, what, am, what can I learn from it, so that's what I'm
6: yeah, thank you Ben for mentioning that. That is something that we try to look for, especially with the program assessment, is where are the gaps? Mm-hmm. You know, not just what's going well, what's missing, but where are those holes? So, this is important. Thank you so much, Chris, for joining us. Oh,
2: thank you. I was trying to be very
6: silly. <laughs>
8: and I'm excited about hearing what people want to see in the community. Looking at, like looking at the list of the survey results, some of the examples you've had, I can pick out the things that I'd like to see, mm-hmm. but I'd really like to see what everybody else wants to see. Like maybe there's a bunch of people who want curling. I, right. I yeah. don't know, but yeah, I'd love to see that. Right. very good. Thank you so much, Nasa. Yes, basically the same as what the they're
1: saying. I'm really excited about what the um, responses are going to be because of how diverse this city is. You can have so many different responses. I mean, it's going to be really neat, I think, to find out what people really want.
6: somehow
8: i think the south district neighborhood association if they're not already on your radar is definitely somebody you want to work with Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. thank you
7: there's also several service uh, groups something like rotaries that are relatively popular in town Um, like the noon rotary and the downtown rotary we probably have five or six different um, Group that tends to skew us in a little bit of an older population, mm-hmm. um, so I think that would be interesting to make sure we get a large range of age ranges. Mm-hmm. Good, thank you for
4: so that Any other groups
6: in town? Are you apart? Google Translate button at the top, which is always great. But to take that a step further, as Elsa mm-hmm. has pointed out, you have to know that the, if I go oh, there, it that's will translate for me. So that's something I pay attention to from the beginning to your point. That we want to make sure it's, it's as accessible as possible. And people know that from the start.
7: I would say certainly reaching out. I mean, this is probably obvious. Like, your K through 12 schools, and then your business community, you know, your chamber of commerce, working through them. And then the school district has, you know, obviously several different modes of ways of reaching students and families. Okay.
6: Thank
0: you. I think making sure you have something besides web-based tools is really important because you're missing out on -hmm. a lot of Populate, underserved population because they don't have accessibility to technology either because they don't know how to use it, I think about my parents, or um, you know, can't accessibility sure. or affordability. Yeah. And, you know, right. yeah, the online can only be a portion,
7: and you can't rely on it mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. You can survey people like places like the farmer's market would be kind of a unique Click of people, probably um, county fair, state fair, that's
0: probably not <laughs> super useful. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, you got to think outside the box and think about where the where the really, oh, Where the region? Veteran population. Yeah, the that would be good. Mm-hmm. Through any of the hospitals, I don't know if there's any issues kind of with that,
5: but that works. But. What I kind missed of what you said. What? Veteran, Veteran population? Well, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do like the
6: BFW groups, those kind of, yeah, that's a good idea. That isn't, I appreciate you bringing that up because it's not typically what we would have in our master list, if you will, of folks. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we need to segment it by age, mm-hmm. inability, and race, but we don't often think of that, but because of the VA hospital being here, that community is important to this community, so I, I appreciate bringing that up. This is why your group is so important to us.
7: <laughs> I think the private sports group who already use the facility or potentially don't use our facilities because we lack something, mm-hmm. and there's probably quite a few kind of club sports groups that I you know a certain you know, population of mm-hmm. people would use. Good as far as like reading comprehension, as far as reading a survey, mm-hmm. that's like a very visual learner type way to do that. So I really like that.
6: Yeah. yeah. We're seeing the cotton ball trick too, you know, different jars or containers where you, get, you don't have to do much, as much manual dexterity to cotton ball turnstile. Yep. Okay. We're gonna move to our last point here and talk about your role. You're probably thinking, okay, what does this mean for me? Beyond this, these walls in this meeting room, you are representatives in the community of the department and the actions of what's happening in the department. So we asked that you would be ambassadors. That when you are out in your multiple groups, that Brianna's part of. <laughs> to the steering committee um, and and go to staff and say, hey, you know what, we had this question, how can we answer it? Or we had this feedback, I need to give it to you. So that you're able to encourage folks to participate in the statistically valid Survey, the social pinpoint site to go and check it out. There'll be updates that happen along the way on the website so they can see the progress and answer different things. We mentioned earlier, Elsa mentioned that halfway through when we're coming up with what that plan is going to be, we want to go back out and ask, hey, so here's where we're at, what do you think? So we want to make sure that you all are familiar with it, by the we're hoping for you to be ambassadors, to be champions of this project and be that voice back to staff. If you are hearing things, work on the street when you're out with your friends or neighbors or whomever, and you are You have to email, right? But you're able to be a conduit from that perspective too, between the community and the staff, so that we can build feedback into the, the project and plan. So that is the end of our presentation, but we want to open up the table, if you will. To any other questions, comments, concerns, feedback? For it's dinner time. The stomach is growling, and we're so happy that it didn't last the two hours that we initially uh, allotted for it. Just got kind of slow because my computer is <laughs> working. So Mr. Garland,
1: mm-hmm.
6: thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for the continued work that you will do to help staff along the way and, and advise them. And we'll see you in meeting in March. I just say maybe because we'll to make sure meeting dates align and all of that stuff with staff. Great.
0: about your two representatives yes so in your packet there was a sort of story about what they're looking for for two volunteers to participate in, in the steering committee um, I ask if there's anybody who's interested in being part of the steering committee So what would the commitment is once a month? What would
9: it? Is is there a certain day of the month or week or time of the day? Yeah,
0: maybe if I could embrace maybe answer that or So we met with the steering committee earlier that had some community members um, representing different organizations and we, we met from 3 to 4 30. They indicated that, that time worked for them. change depending on availability but that's probably what we'd look to do is probably have like a a 3 or 5 p.m. meeting or something along those lines
4: might be virtually it might be in person depending on where we go with covid
7: i think chris said he'd like to do it
1: April. I was trying to find an email um, about the things I was talking about earlier. Um, they had mentioned uh, like we have yeah. no goofy golf here. I don't know if that has anything to do with no goofy golf, goofy mini golf, garf, min, miniature golf. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah, you're right. I don't. I, don't, I don't have anything to
2: operate do operate with
1: this. So sorry. Just like outdoor. Yeah. Yeah, a long time ago. So. Yeah. And then. Um, yeah. Yeah, you have to do it not And a pump
4: track, yeah. track or uh, mountain bike? Yeah, we're actually working on that right now, okay. a concept for that. <laughs> so a pump track is um, paved path with lots of ups and downs um, for other, for bicycle or like BMX bikes. BMX bikes. Yeah, roller skaters inline bikes. <laughs> um, we are actually working on a grant application right now for potentially adding that to the Skateboard project, which is uh, scheduled for 2025, <coughs> some of the federal outdoor rec money that just became available. Uh, we look at we're going to try to pair those together. So it would be at Terrell Mill Park, which is really popular right now with skateboard. You know, it's it's a 20-year-old park there, and still gets a lot of use. Where is that? Show? Terrell Mill. So right on, on Dubuque Street by the Beckworth Boathouse oh well, yeah, cool. cool. yeah yeah, yeah. Press yeah. Made yeah. Um, and so yeah we're actually we got some pretty cool yeah, pictures yeah. and designs for this pump track thing which yeah but
0: so, that's okay, mm, cool that could happen you said 25 yeah 20 it's cip 25. So. melissa no ben? Mm-hmm. Melissa? well i don't really have anything off the top of my head so is there a motion to adjourn no, I'll second. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you all.